said hey in the test and then this that just came into my mind you're allowed to speak your mind. Linnea used to walk down the hallways at the school being like hey 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 I'm on vacation and it was really cute <laughs> anyways <laughs> welcome to the finally coming out podcast where you have two gay moms like it is gay and a beautiful shit show and because like yeah it is a shit show but I think it is also beautiful because we're still doing this yep and I have a lot of people that I know that I've updated on what's happening have said, I don't know if I could do that. And they don't say it out of you should leave because I think like, well, they know that I like adore you and I adore the girls. And, you know, I'll get into that a little bit later. What the lessons I have learned personally. But babe, but who are you? Who, oh, my name oh is Oh my Tamar. gosh, jump right into the content, why don't you? I'm sorry, but yeah, okay. Well, my name okay. is Tamar. You are Tamar and you're my beautiful fiancé. Yeah. And I'm Melody. Yeah, and you're my beautiful fiancé. That's so cool. And sometimes we do things out of order. Sometimes we do. But that's just how I roll. That's also how I roll. Yeah. That's good because we're rolling together. Exactly. <laughs> so yes, we still have yeah. a beautiful shit show. And people are asking. And people, you. people are saying... I can't believe you've done this. Like, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how intense it is. And I have very loving people and supportive people in my life that still support me with all this going on and absolutely love you. But to have those people say that just gives you some sort of idea of yeah what this is like. I mean, you've, you've lived a lot of this, not mm -hmm. to this degree that you have mm -hmm. in this last year, but you've lived a lot of this for the last, what, 14 years, 15 years? December will be 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have lots of people saying to me, like, um, like they're in shock that you're still in this, in this because it's intense. Yeah. And then they're like, keep her. <laughs> keeper and i'm like i i'm trying <laughs> intense is an understatement i think um we are good though yeah and i think like we talk a lot about how we've been through a lot in the last year and not even just with the kids but like you had a stalker um we're kind of homeless ish and like there's been a lot of stuff that's happened in the last year mm -hmm. um relationship with my parents and just all of the coming out stuff that's still, you know, stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the kid stuff. And so we've been through a lot. And so we talk a, a lot about how most like couples don't experience this in quite such a condensed amount of time. Like it's been a year and a half. Yeah. If that. And, um, and I, we're still going strong. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about why. Yeah. And, you know, we were, we had a really good, I think it was about a week and a half ago where you and I both broke down. Like we had a substantial breakdown 
And I think at that point you were kind of, you were worried. You were worried about what this was doing to me. I mean, you have been from the beginning, I think, but, um, and I was worried because it has taken a large toll on my mental health. But at the end, when we kind of started to come out of it and we always, you know, we have our cry, we say our things, they're never mean, they're never nasty. It's just how we feel. Um, and it's not argumentative even, it's just kind of, Hey, this is how we're feeling. And we're like, you know, sobbing. Um, but in every relationship that I've ever had, I always had one foot out the door. And I actually, you know, when I did a set of 12 steps a couple of years ago, or maybe even a year and a half ago, just before we had gotten together, I realized that in every relationship, I was always on the protective side. I had my walls up. I wanted to keep everything separate just in case I was going to get hurt. I was ready to run. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when things got to a point and they weren't meant, to, I was not meant to be in those relationships. So they happened really? the way that they were supposed to, Obviously, but I always was looking at the other, the grass on the other side. I always thought, well, you know, there's got to be someone else. There's got to be something better. Always. There was never one where I was like, this is it, even in my marriage. Yeah. And this has given you plenty of opportunities, reasons to be two feet on the other side. Exactly. Um, but I told you, I said, yeah. not once have I put one foot out the door. Well, and learning, Both feet have been in. learning to not just look at the grass on the other side, but water the grass you're on. Totally. And I think that that's something that we're working through. I'm watering with a fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little bit wet over yeah, here. It's a wet over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. So it. I mean, there's been like Tamar comes approaches all of this stuff, especially the stuff with well Linnea, but with the girls um, from a different perspective that I do. Like I feel them as my kids, and I feel that organically, even though they're not biologically mine. Um, Jalen and Julia, we've been together for almost 15 years and I've seen them since they were three years old and I have those images in my mind. So as I picture stuff that they're doing now, it's devastating. And I picture Linnea when she was two and I, and it's devastating watching some of the things unfold and also looking at the teenage, one of the teenagers especially, and the path that she's her life is taking right now the fear that, <clears throat> excuse me, the fear that that could be Linnea's if we don't do something now. Mm -hmm. So I feel that very organically. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is devastating. One night, uh, before Linnea came home when it was very much, she's not coming home at that point. Um, I don't even know what made me think to do it. I went and I climbed up in her bunk bed. It yeah. does hold me. <laughs> I, I went and had a, had a bath. Like I went okay. and had a bath yeah. and I walked out into the bedroom after and you weren't there and all I could hear was your sobs. Yeah. I was just sobbing uncontrollably, could not stop and didn't have words. I just missed my little girl and was scared I wasn't going to get her back, was scared her future was screwed up. Um, everything. Mm-hmm. And scared for the other two. Mm -hmm. um, because while all this was going on, um, th there were some very dangerous times for Julia. Yeah. Which I don't think that we've really shared. No. Um, while Linnea was in the hospital in September, she was being 
groomed um, by somebody who we believe his intentions were to traffic her or pimp her out. Yeah, he's been charged. He, We did find out that he had been charged with pedophile um, trafficking things before. And, and the interesting terrifying. part was, is what justified her behavior is he was Instagram certified. Verified. 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 He had the little check mark. Yeah, which, by the way, I'm on social media as somebody who does coaching. You pay for that. Yeah. So, but the girls said, no, he's real. Yeah. He's Instagram verified. For, so for and your parents out there. And they're like, nothing. he's a journalist. He's famous. It says on his profile, he went to like Harvard and Yale and all this stuff. And Julia was so taken by him. She's like, he got me into Berkeley and he's paying for it. Laptop. And bought her a MacBook. Yeah. And like, there were so many terrifying things, um, knowing also, like, she's got a lot of layers to her, her mental health, but one of them is that she has an intellectual disability, yeah. and so processing all this stuff is incredibly difficult for her. Mm-hmm. Um, trust is incredibly difficult. For some reason, she leans towards trusting people that she shouldn't over the people who she, obvi- like, in our minds, obviously should. Yeah. But, so while all this stuff was happening with Linnea, that was also happening with her and we were very much, our hands were tied. We couldn't do anything because she's 18 and technically could do what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Her social worker was also not doing anything about it. Um, who was also the same social worker Linnea had. Yeah. Um, so I was in a devastated state. If it wasn't Linnea, it was Julia. Sometimes it was Jaylene. It was always Linnea. Um, and I could barely breathe some days. And so for Tamara and I to really engage in our relationship was very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely lean on Tamara <clears throat> and need Tamara and needed her. Um, but I couldn't offer anything else. I was, I, my, I was, I was done. Yeah. She had nothing to give. I had nothing left to give. And that didn't, you know, I, I understood that part of it. It's very difficult though, obviously being that person who you're, you know, trying to give everything into you to help support you. Because I also come at it from a different viewpoint because I know the addiction side of it. I know the lies that come along with it, the manipulation. And so I can see this unfolding, right? And all this happening at the same time as Linnea's going through all this stuff. So I'm like, my heart was breaking every single day watching you be devastated, not be able to do anything, being gaslighted, being told by, you know, the teenagers that you're a terrible mom and you're controlling. And it broke my heart. You know, there was times in there that, I mean, you know, we have really, we're doing our best to try and help Jaylene get to live a life that's going to be good for her. And she's definitely teetering right now on the can really make it because she's got so much potential. So much potential. But she's also leaning into that, looking at her sister going, well, she doesn't have responsibilities. She doesn't have to do anything. I want to do that. Not realizing that that's only eventually as she gets older going to cause her to be homeless, a drug addict. Like that is unfortunately the path that I'm watching unfold here. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, with trying to support you because you have nothing to give, 
I really had to lean into my support network. I had to start going to more meetings. Um, I made the choice to go to Seattle for a week Mm -hmm. because I think before I left, I was breaking down probably every day for a while there because I also started to feel like, is it me? Is, has things changed because I'm kind of the new dynamic of the family? So that's, you know, even though I'm doing all this work on myself, those lies still tend to appear. Mm -hmm. And Anytime I talked, I've been seeing a therapist for probably a year now because I started seeing a therapist after I experienced Linnea's first big blow up. Um, she keeps reminding me every time I see her, like, you coming into this family is a gift because mm-hmm. you have to remember that Melody's been doing this by herself. She's been in pure survival mode for 14 years, you know, like, hasn't had any freedom because nobody can come and just babysit the girls. Like, that's just not an option. Yeah. So, you know, I was starting to tell myself lies during that period. And it was, we never, I, I don't think we ever let it out on each other, though. No, I don't think we we have. I think it was, um, I've never just let somebody just take care of me before. And that was hard, but such a gift in this whole time. Because I ended up just being able to really lean on you. Mm-hmm. And and break down. But I think it was also very important the times where we just broke down together. Yeah. Because it was so hard. Yeah. This is by far the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my life. Yeah. And there are times where I'm like, oh my gosh, how much more can I handle? Yeah. I I think of like the, the, you know, God only gives you what you can handle Mm -hmm. with him. And how many times I've said, like, how hard does it, does, does it have to get before it's too hard? Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like we really came close to that line. Mm-hmm. I felt many times like we were crossing that line. Yeah. Um, but we have found ways, even when it is like way, I like my emotional, everything is completely tapped. I don't feel like I have anything to give. We have found ways to still connect. And that's the intentionality, I think, is that it's like, okay, we're going to go out for dinner or I notice you're struggling and I'm like, I'm going to order in dinner. I mean, obviously we're saving for a wedding here, (laughs) but there are times where, because I've never been in a position where I've been able to spoil someone. Yeah. And I think I feel like spoiling you even more because of uh, everything I've witnessed over the last year and everything I can imagine from the stories your parents have told us the stuff that you have had like to deal with and the stuff you have made it through to the other side, I can't help but want to spoil you because I can. Yeah. And I know that sometimes we just need that, like, Hey, I got you. And it looked different all the time. And so like one of the ways that Tamar did that was, um, she had got herself a VR headset and was already planning on getting me one, but I was like, Oh, that's too much. Like, well, one is enough. And then I played a game and I was like, okay. <laughs> and this is going to be problematic if we both want to play. But what it ended, part of why she did it was because she could see that it was a way to get my brain off of, like, I could decompress by using it. Mm-hmm. And so I, the main thing I play is actually like these 3D puzzles, which are just like amazing. Yeah. Highly but, recommend. Highly recommend. And I meditate. But one of the ways that we connect, I find it's connecting 
is even when we just sit on the bed with our VR, VR goggles on and we're just both playing games on them. Mm-hmm. Even just sitting, even though we're playing totally different things, mm-hmm. just sitting next to you helps. Yeah. And it takes my mind off of all the other things that are going on, all the hard stuff, all the what ifs. Mm-hmm. And um, that and we start watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yes. And I think if you're listening and you're thinking, well, I can't afford to get a VR yeah. headset... There's other ways that you can do it. And I think, you know, a couple of those things are do an act of service. Like mm-hmm. what is something your partner always has to do that they never get a break from doing mm-hmm. and do that for them. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe take them out for, go out for a drive together yeah. and listen to your favorite music. Like yeah. there's lots of things that you can do that don't cost money, but think about, you know, what is it my partner really needs right now? And even ask them, mm-hmm. what do you, like, there's oftentimes, you ask me all the time, what do you need from me? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And most of the time, it's just, I just need you to listen and hold me. Sometimes yeah. I need a good prayer and you're amazing at that because you got that connection. <laughs> you know, but I can feel it and you've done that. Maybe you know you can have the same connection. I know. And I do pray. I do pray. But it just, you can feel it when Melody prays. I'm just, I'm just, just putting it out it. there. Just saying it. Yes. Yeah. Like there's willing, we have game, we'll like play games nights or just being very intentional um, without having to ask of too much emotional, um, we can still be connected. Yeah. And um, so that has been a very... Very good thing. Mm-hmm. We played Lego together. Can we talk about Lego now? Sure, we can talk about Lego. So, tomorrow's not very good at like holding things back from me. Surprises, surprises. Yes. So she had like ordered gotten my Christmas gift. Um, I was so excited, but I don't even think she had it for twenty four hours before. No, it she, came in that night. Yeah, she gave it to me. Um, can I lay out the scene? Okay. Okay. So. That I come home and there's this box there, a gigantic box. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is the Lego. Um, I don't know what happened that day, but we were sitting upstairs. I think it was n- not a super easy day at school. Um, Jaylene was acting out. Julia probably started some things. And I remember you came upstairs and this was after you put Linnea to bed and you're just like sobbing. And the box is sitting right in front of you because we brought the box up and we put it on the bed and you couldn't see what it was. And But I shook it and I kind of had an idea. <laughs> yeah. And you were just sobbing and I'm looking at her going, okay, you know, like, I know that this is going to make her happy. I know that I can't, you know, you don't want to mask it. I want her to cry. So I let her cry. I held her. You know, we talked about her hard day and then I said, you know what? I think you should open the box (laughs) and I'm not, I'm good with, I can hold on to surprises like where we're going. I've done that a couple of times, but gifts, I'm not so good. I really need to buy them last minute. (laughs) Um, So she had gotten me like this, the giant Pac-Man arcade Lego set. You should see her face right now as she's saying that. So I want you to The dimples are coming out in full force. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so, and then also knowing that Tamar was going away for the week so that then I could be working on it too while she was gone. Um, but then she saw me working on it and then had to get herself one. You know? <laughs> Cause I mean, it's hard to watch somebody play with Lego and not have Lego of your own to play with. I know. Um, so she had gotten her own. So we'll just sit on the bed together in Lego. Yeah. And it's, it's good. And, and it's, we're together and talking and connecting and, Um, but then having that thing to also kind of distract you from all of the hard stuff. 
And I think you always say it perfectly. You need to meet people where they're at. And I think yeah. oftentimes we don't do that. I was terrible at it before I got into recovery. I mean, I had all these expectations. Nothing was ever my fault. And now, as you know, I own up and I make mistakes. I make a ton of mistakes, but I can own up to them. But I sometimes have to step back and see where you're at. And I just need to meet you there. Yeah. And instead of, you know, and also being supportive in a way like, okay, what can help us? And that's why I suggested, why don't we go to couples counseling mm -hmm. and not couples counseling in fixing, we need to fix our relationship because our communication is fabulous. Um, but we're going through some other very, like, we're still going through tough stuff with Linnea. And now Jaylene is starting to act out a little bit. And, you know, when you're trying... Jaylene is going through the Mama Detox program. Right now, yeah. So she's home and she's, detox you know, happy right now. Social media, and it does, any substances. It matters who you surround yourself with, right? Yes. But, like, when you're, you're trying to communicate and you're, you know, you're saddened and you know, frustrated with the system and dealing with a seven, seven year old. And then your this 18 year old just blatantly goes out and blows her curfew by five hours and you have to pick them up at two 45 in the morning. Yeah. You know, it started to take a toll on sleep. Yeah. Like, and it, you want to just shake them and go, can you not see what's happening here? You know, why are you making that worse? And for me, I get the addiction side of it. Yeah. So I know the lure. I know why they want that to happen. Like, they know they're not making good decisions, but mm -hmm. they still want it, right? Yeah. And so well, and the, it's, yeah. the and counseling is really, I think, that we together can learn how to, what what's the next step? Like, what do we do? How do we communicate? Because yeah. it's different having kids like this. Well, and like, when, um, say, when Linnea is having her rage episodes, I know that I have to meet Tamar at where she is in that moment because Tamar is like the most purest form of empath there must ever be because <laughs> when Linnea has those moments, like she completely feels it. And I know that it's extremely hard. And so I know that in, and I have more of the training of how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, so Tamar is my backup. Um, but in those moments, I know that I, I'm the one that needs to take the brunt mm -hmm. of whatever is happening. And I know I couldn't do that if I didn't have Tamara as my backup. Mm -hmm. For after the, after it, I can crumble into Tamara's arms. And that is a beautiful gift that I've never had. Because mm -hmm. I've always had to do that stuff on my own. And I worry about that. I ask you sometimes, like, does the school think I'm not supporting you? Do the people in your life think I'm not supporting you? Because I was assaulted in my 20s. And so I have a very physical response and reaction. Like my whole, like, you know, the in um, just after she had come home, right after that first one, like I was shaking mm -hmm. that whole week. I was on edge because I'm like, what if she goes off? What if something happens? Yeah. And every time I thought she was going to go off, like I would start physically shaking yeah. and I can't stop that. Yeah. And so, you know, I feel like a lot of relationships, the partner probably would have said, you know, you have to help me like you need to whatever. And yeah. for me, it's it's much deeper than it's. I, and I almost feel like I told It's you. not like a laziness. No, <laughs> it's like I almost feel and, useless. Well, And I can meet you where you're at in yeah. that. Yeah. And 
I love you and trust you. And so it's not like you just don't want to deal with it. You don't want to help. And you are helping because, uh, like, if we have to go to the hospital, you're there. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when, after the episode is done, you can hold me. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's not like you're, you don't interact with Linnea, like you're totally involved and that really helps. Yeah. Um, but if I were to like hold any of that over you, then this relationship would be screwed. Yeah. Um, and I know I can't do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So meet your partner where you're at. I think that has really helped us. Be honest about where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. That's made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So that's that's where we're at right now. Yeah. We're doing well. We're playing Lego. We're VRing. We went away for my birthday, which was nice. Um, We are intentionally going out on date nights um, after the duck goes to bed. uh, And Jaylene is home to babysit. Um. We are taking advantage of the times that we have yeah, um, and being very intentional with them mm-hmm. and communicating yeah, and planning the wedding because it's coming and it's going to be the bomb. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, yeah, we just keep moving forward and meeting each other where we're at. And uh, it's been a shit show. It's been a shit show, a beautiful shit show yeah. that I love you more every day through it. Oh, I love you too, babe. Yeah. All right. Well, we love you guys too. So thanks for listening to us share more of our story. And perhaps one of these days, all of our episodes won't be just on updates, but it will be other great stuff like what we used to post. Exactly. Totally. And we're going to be more consistent. Yeah. Because everything's going to be smooth sailing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.